We are overconnected and overworked. We suffer from social and technology overload. We rarely experience the joy of solitude or the respite of nature. We are always on. We never turn off. That's why we started the Getaway Podcast. I'm Pete Davis. And I'm John Staff. Today we're joined by Ivan Cash, an award-winning interactive artist, film director, founder of Cash Studios. How'd you get that name, Cash Studios? It was a long search, and uh, you know we, we tried a lot of different names, and somehow the word cash kept on coming back. Was that URL available? It was. It's a .co, not a .com. Oh, .com, yeah, 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 .com yeah. is available, but it's, it's like, like $1,000 a, right a year, now. and I just don't. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Ivan's latest project is IRL glasses, which are glasses that actually block screens when you wear them. LCD and LED screens, to be specific. Don't want to okay, false advertise. Let's get into it, then. Okay. This is amazing, Ivan. You put on these... Okay, I, I think we should start with the movie They Live. Let's do it. Okay, do you know about the movie They Live? No. I mean, Ivan does. I, I, I do. The glasses were designed after the movie. So, really? Yeah, I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, so in the movie They Live, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the, re- the Canadian wrestler, uh, finds these glasses. He puts the glasses on, and all the billboards or turn into what they're actually saying. Yeah, like so it says obey, consume, marry and reproduce. Total subversive, lets you see behind the scenes of everything. And my whole thing is that, like, you know, back in 88 when that film came out 30 years ago, ads were sort of the main mental pollution. Fast forward 30 years and we've got screens that are so ubiquitous. So I saw that as a real direct analogy. And so when we were designing IRL glasses, we very intentionally leaned into the design. That's amazing. And just... These are like brand new. Has anyone heard about these before? Are they being announced on the Getaway podcast? So we have a Kickstarter that came out uh, two weeks ago, and that's when we made it public. Okay, and the Kickstarter is? Is going really well. Um, we've quadrupled our goal probably as of this. I mean, we're at, we're at 99960 dollars, and so as soon as someone orders, it'll break six figures. We should have someone be checking maybe Johnny, periodically through the, the show. Buy the glasses. Get on <laughs> Kickstarter, Johnny. And so uh, how many glasses does that mean? You're going to ship thousands of glasses? So far, yeah, it's over a thousand glasses. Um, we're over 1,500 now. I've just been handed some IRL glasses. Okay. We normally have locked up our cell phones on the Getaway Podcast by now, but we've kept them out. We don't out. need to. But, and but they're not going to work on cell phones. No. Cell phones are OLED. This is just LCD, LED. Okay, where do we need to go with these? So if you go to a Best Buy... Good thing you really intervened. If you go to a sports bar, uh, if you go at the back of a taxi. So there's a lot of use cases, but this is first and foremost a concept piece and, you know, more about getting the conversation going so that we can do R&D to eventually block all screens. You thought we were going to ask these critical questions about the technology. I no. just think it's amazing. I, we're not going to ask this. I'm wearing them. We I get feel it. It's great. art. It's beautiful. <laughs> I feel fashionable. No, we're already... Yeah, John looks I like, like uh, that Minnelli. band. Yeah, yeah. One of these, like... <laughs> it's kind of like the 80s bands. The, and then we're, I'm already We're all seeing, drummers. And I still see the normal world, the in real life IRL world, well. How, does it, how does it feel? It, I, I meant to, like, see in real life. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's making me appreciate things. I'm looking at a plant right now. I'm looking at John right now. Okay, but I feel like we should... Can we go on the road with the podcast? There's a Best Buy like a mile from here. Could computer screens work? Uh, some computer screens will work. It's certain models, so you can definitely try one. It may or may well, not. That actually is... Johnny is uh, rotating his, his Apple Mac. It also Pro. depends. You don't want to be rotated because it's horizontal polarization, oh, and yes. the screens that it blocks are vertical. But it is work. I think it's working. I'm not making that up, right? I cannot see Johnny's screen. Mm-hmm. It's very dim. Oh, yes, yes. 
wait, and when I turn my head, it comes back. Yeah, correct, correct. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wait. wait, this is going to be the new thing. Wait, this is amazing. It's totally Thank back. God this is yeah. a video. Wow. <laughs> Wait, Wait, so they work. It's not a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally work. We totally were going to let you advertise the snake oil, but it turns out it's real. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Good so you. you're walking around and you don't see screens. You just see black. And did you... Pete, put them back on. Okay. You have to wear them the whole episode. <laughs> okay. Um, And have what was it like when you... Uh, let's just you want, start... You want the backstory. Yeah, I want the backstory. All right. So backstory is I'm going to do a little... If you like that you're running the podcast. If now. you'll indulge you me, knew Pete in a was little... going to just guess the backstory, and you were going to have to correct it. So I mean, hey, go for it; it's yours. Okay. Mute Peter. Please. John was so skeptical when I brought up a rare cult '80s uh, sci-fi wrestler movie. You, you nailed it, and I nailed it, John. Well done, Peter. Okay, and with that, uh, back in 2011, I did a project called Snail Mail My Email, where. Uh, me and a bunch of volunteers ended up transforming 30,000 emails into handwritten letters and sending them across the world for free. You um, wrote them yourself? Uh, myself, yes. Myself wow. and 2,000 volunteers. So I've done a lot of, I've also just recently did a project uh, called No Tech Zone Signs, where I made really official looking No Tech Zone signs, installed them in parks around San Francisco. I did a Facebook sabbatical project. So I'm, I'm very interested in this sort of balance between art and humanity and technology like that you put your glasses back on. We should definitely <laughs> keep that going. Um, and so one of my best friends, this guy, Scott Blue, uh, about a year and a half ago was waiting in line at a food truck and there was a screen blasting a news station at the food truck. And he had a moment of being like, really, do I not even get a break while I'm waiting in line at a food truck? I mean, come on. John, your parents had a bar, right? They did, yeah. And they didn't have TVs. They only wheeled it in. It's weird that you remember this. Yeah, so my parents had this bar in this one street town and... They only they had a council television that was like mahogany, and they only brought it in when the twins were in the World Series in 1987 and 1991. Amazing. Otherwise, there was no television. In Amazing. The bar. So Scott would have. I mean, Scott and I would have really appreciated your parents' bar. Unfortunately, this food truck wasn't this, the case. Yeah. And it wasn't even the World Series. It was just a you know regular news day. And so he had this moment of just being like, I wish I had a pair of glasses that could block this. Fast forward, and he came across a Wired article that advertised some company that made polarized filters for companies that want to block conference rooms when they have guests coming through that don't allow guests to see the screens in conference rooms and was like what if we order a sample of that cut it, it went out over the screen no it went over, over the window the yeah okay. what if we cut that out and put them on glasses lenses tried that and essentially had a rudimentary proto prototype about over a year ago um, and then sat on it for a while. Okay, and then you put them on, and did you start walking through your life with them on? So, I mean, the initial ones were, like, pretty janky, and when we kind of came together and we were like, let's go all in on this, that's when we really started testing them out, going through a series of prototypings, working with manufacturers, walking in on the They Live reference design, which you nailed, by the way. Thank you. Well done, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I live for John approval. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of wearing these around. We, we went to Best Buy, and that was kind of like the big aha moment where we were like, oh, can I swear on this? They're a sponsor. So yes, but be nice to Best Buy. <laughs> we're actually, for the listeners, we're all wearing blue polo shirts. <laughs> Are no, they really not. a sponsor? <laughs> no. No, 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 not at all. I just had a moment of being like, wait, where am I? <laughs> so we, we went to Best Buy. Get and away. And it, we <laughs> build tidy houses, put them in the woods, and rent them out by the night. That's the only sponsor. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, they, they blocked so like 97% of all the TVs there. And it's pretty striking. 
So that was when we were like, yes, this is something to go all in on. And we're still working on the technology. I can talk later about like the wavelengths and the nanometer spectrums to get smartphones to be blocked. Wait, so, yeah, so you block these TVs. We block Johnny's computer, but smartphones aren't blocked. And that's the big kahuna. Totally. That's, so that's is the it big... possible? Can we do it? The white whale. It's like we need, d- 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 we need DARPA on this we, at MIT. What's going so on? So for anyone listening to this podcast, if you're an optics engineer, we'd love to hear from you. Soft pitch. Nobody listens to the podcast, Ivan. In three years from now, if someone is going They're through not, archive. Mics aren't even plugged in. Someone is doing their thesis paper on uh, companies that attempted to disrupt the digital space after we're all in a virtual reality. No. Uh, we should definitely get more optics engineers. We do have hypotheses. Okay, tell us. Yeah. So I'm going to look at my notes because I'm not the head of product, and I want to make sure I get this right. So to block OLED, we need to block RGB wavelengths from smartphones to filter out those colors. And to do that, we have to get three different notch filters that each have the band of visible spectrums from you know, red, green, and blue, and counteract that. And it is enough such that it'll block what smartphones are putting out, but not entirely block everything that you see. Mm. So that's our hypothesis, and we're ordering different sort of groupings and then putting the filters on top of each other and testing them out. I have a friend that's a chemist, and he's been advising us. (laughs) This is amazing. Do do you think it's going to be headline news when, uh, when you discover it? I mean, we've already gotten headline news in Wired, Vice, Fastco, Esquire. Um, we were on the front page of Reddit last week. Well, awesome. I love this. And why do you think people are so excited about it? I know why I'm excited about it, but why do you think people are excited about it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, we, are, we were hoping that people would be excited about it, and I think that we can all relate to the pain points of screens being so prevalent in modern society. You know, there's stats like Americans spend 11 hours per day looking at a screen, we're exposed to 5,000 ads per day. And whether or not you agree with that being too much, I think that the question... 5,000 ads a day? Correct. We are already in the dystopia. So, I mean, I, I would certainly argue that's too much time. But even for someone that says, you know what, I totally embrace all of it. I'm into it. I would just ask, well, what is the threshold? What is the line? And I think that's a question that more people should be asking themselves. And I'm curious, serious question. What is, you know, these glasses? And, and for those who can't see them, I'm interested in the design because they're very Star Trek. Um, which I think is cool. Pete, this is really helping your whole everything with you. Um, but they're cool looking, but you know, quite fashion forward. Is the dream everybody's wearing these, or is the dream this is an interesting artistic intervention to make people think sure. or, or something else? Good question. We see this as a two-staged approach. This initial Kickstarter is very much a beta product to validate the market, build community, and just prove that a pair of glasses like this should exist. And so we intentionally leaned into kind of a niche cult classic film they live to reference the design, which has been pretty successful. And, you know, people that know about that are really excited and they kind of get it. Uh, my, I, th- I think our, our goal as IRL would be a pair of glasses that are... Uh, perhaps less distinct in a way so that they can be worn by anyone without being as big of a statement. I think for now it's okay for them to feel niche, but I would be so stoked if we could develop a film that can go on any pair of glasses and just block out screens but for the, you. But, so the goal is eventually everybody gets glasses, you have them in 100 flavors, and we're wearing them anytime we want to escape Totally, and we've a lot of the feedback we've gotten are from people that have said, hey, I've been waiting for this for 15 years, and you know everyone deserves to be able to turn off screens and not be subjected to them. Oh snap! And we just we just hit our uh, six-figure goal in oh real time. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Oh, 
One hundred thousand. Johnny, drop the balloons. <laughs> so that's it. That's the Kickstarter just tipped over. So for those that are listening, yeah, we just our Kickstarter literally in this moment just went to a hundred thousand dollars. Congratulations! Wow, this is amazing. People are very excited about this. How does it this. feel? Feels good. You I, knew it was going to happen. I, I I figured when we were at ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that gave you a clue. Point nine six before the podcast. I thought it was a good chance, but that's pretty exciting to have it happen on air. Johnny, were you the the last customer? Alex? Oh, you didn't. Neither no, no, you just, neither of you. You were purchased. just watching it. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. So now you actually have to make these things. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're definitely... When do you send out the notice to the Kickstarter people that your production's delayed and it'll be 2025 <laughs> before they get their glasses? We, we actually have our ducks in a row. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, so far, so good. We've got manufacturers lined up. We've got a pretty realistic timeline. They don't ship until... They're not going to ship out to our customers until April, yep. and that's giving ourselves a really healthy window so that you know if there's an unexpected delay we can still oh, that's amazing that. do peter and i get to keep these pairs because we could put Ooh. these on ebay we we do have a pair of have them next week we have a pair of glasses in new york that's being couriered around and so we could put you on our waiting list <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> we're gonna have to turn off our screens ourselves the um what one of the most hopeful things you know in all of that we bring on the horticulturalist for the uh highline we brought on the light phone we brought on the person uh the bullet journal uh to do your productivity doing analog there's this whole community of things that are popping up and one of the most hopeful things in our meta community here of these types of projects is just happened in the last few weeks which was apple yeah just did screen time in their basic settings so it started as an app store by people like uh, like an app in the app store by people like us and apple said well no we need it for all the phones and i could imagine this happening where this starts as an independent project but then suddenly you know warby parker's gonna say we're gonna add it add the add the film lens yeah yeah uh definitely could happen and that'd be a win and I'm, i mean i as as much as it's easy to uh you know put all these large tech company giants in a big bucket and be like screw them all they're all evil i i do i'll take a second and commend apple and i believe android did something similar um in terms of you know in implementing real ways that people can more easily disconnect and my hope is that the groundswell from you know more grassroots communities and companies like ourselves can you know also trickle up and influence these these major players and i I envision a world where there's room for everyone to like, you know, tech's not going away. And I think the more we're able to have control over our technology rather than technology control us is a win for everyone. I want the kind of, remember those like dad glasses where they like flip up? We've actually had a lot of requests on Kickstarter. One is for people with like uh, medical issues that have chronic migraines. I'm really excited about these. Like screens are horrible for Yeah. And then the other one is for people that want, the like clip-ons to their pres- uh, prescription glasses. Yeah. Do you know anything about John and I were talking about this before bringing you on? Uh, we often talk about the screens content as a bad thing, which we all agree on. But what about just the literal looking at light all yeah. day? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. even you if know the content, is there science? even if the content was pleasant, you know, I don't know if it's it's probably not good. Like at, like us. like Peter, we were talking about when we were kids, we were both told don't sit too close to the television. And now we hold a screen three inches literally from our face eight around. hours a day. That can't be good. It's literally and, like a parody of sitting too and close and to the television. And if you don't turn the brightness down, it's like, it's pretty intense. The The brightness of like a default screen is not 
trivial. Uh, I I haven't looked too deeply into the science behind that. I suspect it's not good. It's probably for anything. bad. Yeah. It's someone listening should should go. You know, do a deep dive and, and get back to us. If you're an optics engineer, a light, <laughs> what is a light? Who studies like a light? Retina cornea. Yeah, yeah uh, let's get a retina cornea person. Retina. <laughs> what else do you have on your notes here, Ivan? I think I think we covered most of my my talking points. Okay. I'm out of everything. Sorry. I, I have more questions. Okay. Uh, one. So you said. So we've got the LED screens and the LCD screens. We're yeah. working on. We, you and I together now, are working together on the OLED <laughs> screens, which is the phones. We'll take all the help we can get. What about sound? Because you're you're standing in the food truck line and CNN's blaring at you with a certain person's speech that you don't want to hear, or you're in your you're walking around the city and I know I'm going to sound like a crotchety old man. But the honking yeah. is truly disruptive. I mean, I, I feel like noise canceling headphones have made pretty big strides in the last decade or so, and you know, I think that's that's one place to start. For TV specifically, um, there's a, a gentleman named Mitch Altman who developed a product called TV Be Gone. Uh, I want to say in the late '90s, early aughts. He developed it a while ago, but it still is totally functional, and it's a universal remote that comes as like a, a small control. And you can just turn off TVs anywhere. That's amazing. And yeah, he's we very we, punk we rock. recently met up a few weeks ago, and it was very cool. Well, I, to be a fly on the wall in the meeting of the IRL glasses <laughs> guy with the TV be gone guy with the light phone guy. You're friends with Joe, the light phone guy. Yeah, we had him yeah. in here too. Yeah, that's oh, great. This is amazing. Um, so what's the? I guess what's the dream? So ten years from now, what does the world look like? You know. IRL glasses or or beyond IRL sure. glasses. What, I, where do you want to live? What society? Like, no, like not physic- no, like oh. what world do you want to live in? Yeah. I think one in which we have developed uh, a more balanced way of handling the, as of now, super obtrusive, unchecked, relentless pace of technology. My hope is that it's integrated in a way that allows us to pause more, to have more presence, more attention, not to be have our attention split between a million different things. And, you know, in terms of IRL, while the glasses are certainly like our first product and one that we're thrilled about and excited to continue developing, we also have a series of other ideas that would be different products that just work with helping people have a little more check and balance between their lives and their lives with technology. Because right now there's there's no, there, there aren't really clear boundaries. And so, you know, there's some statistic about people that, um, you know, I think it's over 60% of uh, people check their smartphone at some, check their email at some point in the middle of the night, like, like between going to bed and waking up, they're checking their email. Um, you know, to me, the first 30 minutes uh, before I go to bed or the 30 minutes after I wake up are really precious time that I try to not look at a screen and just have some slowness i do a lot of meditation retreats where i'll not talk for a week or 10 days and just be here now contact lenses maybe i'm into it it might be hard to get stuff done if you need to i'm i'm not anti screen and i'm not implementing i'm not anti implementing technology i just think too many of us are not questioning the unintended consequences of what is a such a prolific change of 
of pace. Peter's texting right now. I have to read a tweet to you. Yes. Okay, this is from Ralph Nader. Signed, R, which means he wrote it himself, not his staff. Have you noticed that dogs are happier, more curious, more gregarious, and more willing to commune with nature than their cell phone staring walkers? That really hit me. <laughs> what do you think about that, Ivan? I mean, it's totally valid. I, I, I guess it, I don't know if it surprises me, but it's, it's, I mean, I feel like animals are so intuitively connected to nature and somehow we, we let ourselves get more distracted and caught up in things. What, talk to me about what, what hit home for you with that I quote. just thought, you know, I, the two, that quote hit me very hard. And then, uh, the McKay's who run the art of manliness, um, uh, had one about imagine yourself imagine a video of yourself and you're watching a video of yourself on an average day and it's just you looking catatonic at a screen and that really hit me too because it's just there are some it really it's like i i it's so like crotchety and it's so like obvious and it's so cliche but the most crotchety and obvious and cliche things are probably the thing we should all work on totally you know it's just so bad we don't we're, we are all addicted and we've we've just totally been okay with this to make to document the no tech zone signs I put up I filmed people's responses to them I filmed just people in parks with a long lens kind of creepy of me but I needed to get footage in context and it was so striking to see at one point there was four different people gathered together and everyone was on their phone in a park and it just felt really ironic to be looking at the no tech zone sign uh, looking at their phones. Oh, not seeing the sign. Yeah, but yeah. just being kind of caught up on their screens in a park felt ironic. And so, yeah, I, I think uh, I run creative workshops at times with schools or organizations. And one of the prompts I'll give is to go outside for 10 or 15 minutes with just a pen and paper and write down your observations around, you know, pretend you're an alien coming to planet Earth. What do you notice? And write down things that are even obvious. And it's always very illuminating how everyone's just in their own mm -hmm. world moving around and I think it, it's it can be pretty exciting and maybe even enlightening to stop for even 10 minutes and pause and not just in, instinctively look down at the phone and so now we've met we've met Ivan Cash we've heard about IRL glasses but what you don't know is this man was hired by the United States Postal Service hired is putting somehow, it very generously <laughs> and he's inventing postage stamps what can you tell us about that this has nothing to do with the glasses. It's just amazing. Yeah. I, I, but the U.S. Postal Service is probably the greatest analog institution in the world. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely some connectivity in my mind. I can't say too much about it because they have a very strict uh, policy. The Postmaster General will call yeah. you into his office. But I, I can say that I was recently appointed to be one of 15 people in the United States on the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee, which consists of... <laughs> Uh, Olympic gold medalists, uh, head of uh, stamp. There's even a word for stamp collectors that fill a philologist. Fledge yeah, I'm, I'm learning this myself, but there's yeah. like the OG person from that organization. Anyway, we I just met in Washington D.C. at the USPS headquarters, and we talked about what's going to go on the future stamps. I've always thought stamps would be very easy to counterfeit. Do you know anything about that? I know that there are two printers in the U.S. that print stamps, and even the scrapings have to be weighed and accounted for. So whatever process they use is very 
specific, and I think that's in part to it's make sure they, yeah, they can't be counterfeit. And this came from, can you tell us, you got, why do you get selected to do stamps? Sure. So I think I briefly mentioned snail mail, my email, where uh, 2,000 volunteers and myself sent out nearly 30,000 letters that were first came to us as emails. And I did that over a six-year span. It started as just a kind of rebelling from a, a full-time corporate job in advertising where my email inbox was overflowing like so many of us can relate to. And one day I just was like, I, I've had it. And I quit. And um, I broke my... I was living in Amsterdam. It was like my dream job. It was at Wyden Kennedy for anyone that works in advertising, a very like prestigious agency. Sponsor as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I, yeah, I broke my contract. I quit and decided to just do a project to help more people write letters. And it took off. And so I think the USPS probably wanted to get younger people that are interested in letter writing on their board. And what did that, what was the result of snail mail my email? What happened? Sure. Well, a lot of people that wouldn't have normally received letters got them. Uh, Did they not know they were coming? Correct. Yeah. The the requester would, unless someone sent it for themselves, some people wanted to get a letter back for themselves. Um, It got published into a book. We sold at Urban Outfitters for a while. It's on Amazon. Uh, And it's, it, it then led to this USPS thing. But I'll, I'll say that that project kind of changed the, the direction of my trajectory in my career and that it really taught me without a shadow of a doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that people want human connection. And even to the extent that they'll be willing to volunteer their time and their resources, because all the volunteers paid for the cost of postage, and a lot of it was international, um, and it forced me to ask myself, why would people do this? And I, I think that we're living, it's no secret that we're living in a time where more and more people feel lonely. It's the age of isolation. Um, it's peak screen. And so I think that any project, whether it's an art project or a company, I think what Getaway is doing is brilliant. Just allowing people, creating platforms for people to connect with each other, connect with themselves. I think that we're just going to see more and more of an appetite for that. What a wonderful note to end on from one of the analog sages of our time, Ivan Cash. Thanks for listening, listeners. Visit getaway.house for more info on our guests and extras from the episode you just heard. Don't forget to write in and ask questions at podcast at getaway.house or leave us a voicemail at... You want me to do the number? Yeah, yeah, do the number, John. 323-616-2929. Have we ever received a voicemail? We'll see soon. I don't think so. Can I can I just do, first? Can I do one quick plug to the, yes. the team at IRL? Please. It's just been a, a number of people that have come in, a lot of them volunteering their time, and it's all been for this product that's come out. And I just want to send out a big shout out and love to all those people. So thanks for letting me say that. Oh, that's wonderful. Amen. Special thanks to Johnny Fung for his Vibe Music and Audio Engineering, our producer, Alex De Palma, the entire getaway team, and to our guest, Ivan Cash. As a thank you to listeners, we'd love to invite you to try Getaway and experience some more balance in your life. Enjoy $25 off all bookings on our site with the code PODCAST25. Code PODCAST25 is in all caps. I was told it does have to be in all caps. In the past, I've <laughs> said it doesn't matter. 25. has to be in all caps. And perhaps if you go to Getaway, you could bring your IRL classes, but there aren't any screens there anyway, so maybe... Uh, <laughs> it's not they look cool though, but, but, you, look but you'd cool. look so badass. Ivan, finish us off with what are, um, how can people find out more about IRL classes? 
Yeah, I mean, you can just Google IRL glasses, and as of now, no one else is doing that. But we also have IRL-labs.co. Again, didn't go for the .com, just too hip. Yeah. I really appreciate you being at the vanguard of transitioning us out of saying URLs to people. <laughs> like, just Google my name. That's great. If you're listening, it's before October 31st. You should go to Kickstarter, Art and Design section, and back us, and you'll get your own pair of IRL glasses. Thank you, Ivan. Peace out. Thanks. Thank you, guys.